Leading by example in a godly way is a term that could either frighten someone or inspire someone. Today, I hope that I can inspire you in your leadership um, to lead by example in a godly way. And that doesn't mean I'm telling you to be God. Okay, let's get that clear from the get go. But before we get into it, I just wanted to let you know that we are still on the winter biz getaway countdown. There's two weeks before cutoff. And we are just a week away from our membership intakes opening. So if the heartstrings are pulling for either one, I'd love to invite you to come and join in the fun. Get connected with a like-minded community of women who get what it's like to bring faith and business and leadership together. They get the hard times. They get that it's not just about them, but it's about praying for others as well as asking for prayer yourself. And um, I know that the main results that they get from being part of our community is just that we get them. And just being in a place where people get you, um, where you can talk about things and ask about the awkward questions without judgment um, is just priceless and is gold. So if you're hanging for that, no matter where you are in the world, I'd love to invite you to come and join us. So leading by example in a godly way, I've got five points today that I wanted to share with you that I've learned across um, the years in my young years and also what I've seen from other people where I thought yeah man that's cool so the number one is walk before you talk so um, I've seen so many people they talk the talk they pr- make fake promises etc etc um, and then at the end of the day they're not willing to walk so I want to flip it I want to tell you to walk before you talk show by example what it is that you expect from your team players whoever it is that you're leading your mission your movement for example if I'm saying to you that we are um, building a community or our membership offers you know prayer when you need it and then I don't pray for you I'm not walking I'm talking but if I pray without even offering it then I'm walking before I'm talking. So in your leadership or in your business, are you making sure that you're walking before you talk? And are you sharing in that example? Um, This isn't about condemning you. I just hope that it will give you a kick up the butt though, if you do need it. We all need it every now and then. Um, And just really, I hope revelation from the Holy Spirit drops in you as I'm going through these points. Number two, remember your team are human. So treat them like one. Life happens, like deaths happen, illnesses come up, things come up, internet goes down, Um, you know, stuff just happens, they get ill. Give them grace in that time uh, where they need it. Still keep them accountable uh, for what it is that you're asking them or requiring them, but have that grace. Don't just treat them like a number Treat them like they're a human being, that you care for them and that you're there to serve them just as much as they're there to serve the movement or the vision or the mission or the business or the organisation, whatever it is. If you let them know that you're there for them just as much as they're putting in their hours, their knowledge, their time or whatever... They'll appreciate that. They'll know that you see them as a human for who they are and how 
they work and function and having chats with them having briefs how are you going how's it working how's the workload are you keeping up with stuff how's the family how's your weekend simple things that shows that you care number three is lead from the front and feed from the back so um, that's a little bit similar to the walk before you talk. So um, I always think of our conference in this situation um, and how am I leading from the front? How am I accepting and gracefully putting myself out there to the world without being self-conscious and stressing about how the silly things, you know, like how we look, what's my weight like, all the things that come up for both women and men, am I letting go of that and trusting that God's got me in that conference right now to serve those women and I'm 100% there for them through those three or two days, whatever it is? And am I leading them to a relationship closer to God in that time? Am I opening myself up? Am I being vulnerable so that they can feel that too? Am I pushing forwards with my business and taking risks and living in the faith zone and walking in that faith and not by sight? So that's leading from the front. If I'm not doing that as my personal standard on me, I don't believe I'm leading from the front. And then I've got feed from the back. What does that mean? I was part of the cadets growing up absolutely loved it joined at the age of 11 left at the age of 20 I think and then I came to Australia it was the best thing I ever did I struggled in a classroom I had to be out physical doing stuff I was great with stuff out in the field must say I was still a bit chubby and unfit back then but I absolutely thrived on it um like we learned how to shoot machine guns and what discipline was and what teamwork was and um, I don't know if you know much about army structures but we had a CSM so company sergeant major even like as a a kid cadet right we had uh, corporals lance corporals sergeants and then we had a company sergeant major and then we had a residential sergeant major and you know we were all under the age of 18 but what I loved about this particular fellow was his maturity and that he, like, the way it goes is, and I can't speak uh, if it's the way that it goes in that, like, regular army, but how we did it in the cadets that we were in was the CSM and the RSM were always the last people to eat. So they made sure that everyone was fed in the squadron or in whoever was coming through like if you were out in the field obviously you're not going to wait for them to come in <laughs> but who was ever going through in that lunchtime breakfast dinner time they would make sure that everyone was fed first and then they would eat last and there'd always be enough for them but it's that attitude of putting your people first making sure that they're getting looked after that they're fed that they're watered and then seen to yourself now I don't mean that in a not having boundaries and not looking after yourself way that's not where I'm going here like I don't want you to burn out that's not the point that I'm trying to project my point is they still got fed but they just wanted to make sure that everyone else was fed first and I just thought that is such a cool attitude but out in the field they had to lead from the front if there was if we were going into an attack with the enemy they would have to lead and not maybe physically from the front but with their attitude of being from 
the front. So, you know, are you willing to be courageous and go out there and to take the bold moves, but making sure that everyone's fed in the process? (laughs) So that's what I mean from lead from the front, but feed from the back. Number four is be honest about things from the get go. There's nothing worse than having something eating you on the inside um, that you're feeling is not quite right with any of the team members. Just have that courage. Be honest. If something's happening uh, with the organization, be honest up front. Let people know. Do it in a graceful way that's not going to completely freak them out. And where you can, don't change things too often if you can get away with it. I'm all for change and improving and making sure that things work. Too much change all at once can create an uncertainty, especially when it comes to big organisations where people are being let go. People will leave anyway because they feel frightened. Their love language is security and wanting to know that they've got a paycheck coming in each week. Good to be honest with things up front, but don't change things too often. Like make decisions wisely and timely and don't feel like you are pressured by others to make a decision if you're not ready to make that decision yet. There's been so many times when people have tried to force me to make a decision when I wasn't ready, the timing wasn't right. I haven't got it like the settled peace in my spirit from the Holy Spirit and I've just had to tell them, wait, you are going to have to wait until I'm ready to make that decision deal with it and I know that doesn't sound very graceful but sometimes you do have to be that forward and honest with people I haven't got to make any decision yet I'm still praying with it with God you will be the first to know when I've made that decision though (laughs) like the way that we say things is where the grace comes in without having our boundaries kind of pushed or for us making a decision when we're not ready to make one yet especially when we're in that faith zone Like so many people were contacting me about conference, you know, it's going, is it still going ahead? The borders are shut and the borders are opening, what's happening next day? Like, are we going to move it? And it's like, actually, no, I'm just staying in this faith zone right now. I've got my eyes on Jesus, I've got my eyes on God. If he wants this conference to happen, it will happen. Rain, hail or shine you know, it will, the sunshine will come out when it's that time. So staying in that faith zone, so crucial. Number five, find what their love language is and adapt to that. So some people are motivated by money. Some people are motivated by flexibility. Some people are motivated, motivated by things like getting extra things. So finding the love language in your team is really beneficial because that's how you can Um, really get the best out of your people um, and really honour them with what suits them the best that you can. Obviously, we can't accommodate everything, but I do think it's our responsibility to try and um, to work with the best um, of our team, especially if they're cracking at what they do. Like, most expensive thing you can do is keep recruiting. (laughs) If you find someone and they're blooming good at what they do, find out what their love language is right from the get-go and make sure that love language is being filled. If it's time, make it time, whatever it is, and find out how they work the best and accommodate to them because you're going to get the best out of them. You're only as good as your weakest person and as your team members. So you need to make sure that you're looking after uh, the team, looking after your movement, 
making sure that you've got the right people in place and really finding out what it is that gets them going um, so they can build your movement or company up just as much and as passionate as what you are. So there are five things of leading by uh, example in a godly way. Um, my favourite is still lead from the front and feed from the back because I think that covers like most of it. But I hope that you feel inspired that the Holy Spirit struck revelation into you of how as we've been going through some ideas, whatever it is, about what you can implement in your movement, in your organisation, in your business, even if you're a two-man band baby, like, it's still a family, it's still a team, and you're still getting the job done. So you are doing an absolutely incredible job. I'm so proud of you. Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was built over many years, and it's just all about chugging away step by step, but you totally have this. I'm SJ. We are two weeks out before our winter biz getaway. Can't wait to see you there. Catch you next time. The Christian Women in Business podcast is proudly supported by the Administration Agency, administrationagency.com.au.